this weekend. Join Vision CEO Phil Edwards for Sunday Morning Together. Each week, Phil is joined by pastors from across Australia as they minister to us all. Communion, conversation, encouragement and a smorgasbord of great songs help us focus on God's character and promises. Sunday Morning Together with Phil Edwards on Vision and on demand every Sunday in the free Vision Christian Media app. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Most of us, when we're under pressure, I mean real pressure, can only think of saving our own skins. So how did Jesus handle pressure? Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond and welcome again to A Different Perspective as we chat once more about Jesus as we head inexorably towards yet another Easter celebration. You can tell a lot about a person by watching them when they're under pressure. Mostly when we're afraid or we're hurting or or we're dreading something, mostly we focus on ourselves. We get absorbed with self-pity or we try to protect ourselves or we want to blame someone. Perhaps we try and ingratiate ourselves to someone who can help us, whatever. But generally, our focus is on ourselves, one way or another. Now imagine if you or I were in fear for our lives. Someone was plotting to murder us and we knew it. It's a scary thought. Would we hang around in the danger zone? Would we hide? Would we buy a weapon? What would we do? I'm not sure any of us can answer that. Well, it happened to Jesus. What did he do? Well, we're heading very close towards Easter, and I know, I know, it's chocolate Easter egg time, and it's bunny rabbit time, and it's Easter bonnet parade time at school, and it's all about cute, fluffy, chocolatey stuff, kids on Easter egg hunts in the garden. Okay, but Easter. At Easter, actually, we celebrate a political assassination. It's as though the Burmese government took Aung San Suu Kyi and strung her up, or the death of Martin Luther King, or John Lennon, or John F. Kennedy. The last few weeks, we've been looking at who Jesus is. I mean, heading towards Easter, a sensible thing to do. We all have a picture, we all have a stereotype, I guess, that we carry around in our heads about Jesus. But what's he actually like? Relevance, please. I mean, what what does he mean here and now? Why is it that 2,000 years on, we're still celebrating this Easter thing, albeit that half the world seems to have gone with bunny rabbits and chocolate Easter eggs and stuff? Now, don't get me wrong... I'm a certified chocoholic, so I have nothing against chocolate Easter eggs, but it's just a huge leap for me to go from political assassination to bunnies and chocolate. I mean, you can't think of two things that are further apart than those two. So this week leading up to the assassination, to the murder of Jesus, it was full of intrigue. On Monday, we looked at the fact that early in the week, he had a really triumphal entry, a superstar-type entry into Jerusalem. And then yesterday we saw that he went into the temple and he turned the place upside down. He drove people out with a whip and I thought, man, that is a very different Jesus to the stained glass image that a lot of people carry around. And all this time during this week, there is a plot by the religious leaders to murder Jesus. Now, if you missed any of those other programs, you can listen to them again online at our website, ChristianityWorks.com. There's a plot afoot to murder Jesus. And it's an intoxicating mix. There's fear amongst the disciples. There's jubilation at his entry. There's a crowd and target Jesus. Now, let's put ourselves in his sandals for just a minute. Let's walk a mile in his shoes. 
He knows what's going on. He, he knows that the religious leaders are plotting against him. He knows that in just a few days he'll be beaten, tried, and crucified. Okay, you're walking in his shoes. How does it feel? Well, what do you do? How do you look at other people? Do you sort of think, why me? I don't know. All sorts of things would be going around in your head. Well, come on, how does it feel to be in Jesus' shoes in this week leading up to Easter? His public speaking schedule went on unabated. He was out doing the things he always did. He was speaking, denouncing the religious hypocrites and the leaders. And he takes a break and he sits down opposite the temple treasury for just a rest. Let's take a look at what happens. He sat down opposite the treasury and he watched people putting money into the treasury. Many rich people put a large amount in. And along comes a poor widow and put in two small copper coins worth a penny. Then he called his disciples over and said to them, Have a look at this. Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put in more than all of those who are contributing to the treasury, because all of them contributed out of their abundance. But she, she gave out of her poverty, and she's put in all she had to live on. Now, if you're on the receiving end of these gifts in the treasury, if, if you worked in the temple or you know they paid your wages... You'd kind of really appreciate the rich people, wouldn't you? you you'd really think, wow, you know, look, 5,000 came in here, 10,000 came in here. Oh, oh, you little beauty. We'd value them. But the widow? Well, widows in those days, there was no social security. So this woman lived in poverty. And Jesus, in fact, says she was a poor widow. She was probably a bit older. She probably had some experience and wisdom. Who knows? Maybe she saw through the religious hypocrisy. But she has... She has a simple heart, a simple faith in God. And Jesus is watching her. And he sees her throwing just a couple of copper coins. Just a penny's worth. Almost nothing. And he calls his disciples over. I mean, remember, Jesus is going to be crucified in a few days. Yet he takes the time to call his disciples over. And he takes the opportunity to teach them something. The Son of God looks with compassion and joy on the heart of this widow. Under the certain threat of death, he discerns between what it costs the rich people and what it's cost the poor widow. He separates between the establishment of wealth on the one hand and the little person on the other. And he says to his disciples, look, as a percentage of her income, she has given so much more. She's given everything to God. Not like the rich people who gave out of their abundance and had plenty left over. Ah, oh, that is so powerful to me. What sort of a reward did she get in heaven? What was the reunion like when she met Jesus in that place? Intrigue, fear, oppression, the certainty of a painful crucifixion, going to the cross, and yet Jesus spends his week teaching and preaching and, and loving and observing people and seeing them and noticing the little things. Man, that's my kind of God. Money can't buy him. The fear of death doesn't distract him. He, he's not afraid. The fear of death doesn't distract him. I've heard some people say, oh, well, Jesus wasn't afraid. You know, he was the son of God. He, you know, he wasn't scared of going to the cross. Well, yes, he was the son of God. But also he referred to himself as the son of man. All God, all man. Jesus the man was afraid. Jesus the man was hurting. Jesus the man was looking forward to death on a cross. 
He knew what that looked like. He'd seen that happen before. The Romans commonly used crucifixion, and it was so brutal a form of punishment and death. Jesus was afraid. There's no doubt about that whatsoever. And we see all of these things coming in on him, the pressure of this weak mounting. When will it happen? Will it happen? The spiritual oppression, the fear, the hurt. We see what someone is really like then. Is he running around flapping? Is he afraid? Is he, is he trying to protect himself? Is he trying to run away? No, Jesus is doing what Jesus does. He's touching people. He's loving them. He's noticing them. He's blessing them. He's teaching them. He's spending time with them. That is an amazing picture of the Son of God. You know, again, you and I look at ourselves and we think, I don't know, I don't think I would be like that. This is Jesus. This is what God is like. Easter is a fantastic time. It's a wonderful time to look at who Jesus actually is. Before we go, I'd like to tell you about our free daily devotional to help you and your friends draw even closer to Jesus. It's called Fresh. Each day you'll receive a powerful scripture verse together with some words of inspiration, hope and encouragement and delivered right to your inbox each and every day where you can choose to read it, listen or watch the daily video. Completely up to you. Or if you prefer, you can now receive a printed version delivered right to your letterbox. Both of these options are completely free. God's Word, fresh for you each day. Just hop onto our website, freshdevotional.org. You'll see the Fresh e-devotional sign-up waiting right there for you. Or, if you prefer, give us a call toll-free on 1300 722 415 to request the printed version of Fresh. That website and toll-free number again are freshdevotional.org or 1300 722-415. Head across to the website and sign up to receive Fresh. I pray that your heart will be touched and transformed as you draw ever closer to Jesus through his word. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 